What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Antler Up podcast, and we are on episode 23, and Dimitri and I are joined uh, today by the guys over at Full Draw Assassins, uh, Derek and Kenny. And we get into a little bit about how they started uh, Full Draw Assassins, what they have planned for their hunting lease just right outside of Philadelphia, out-of-state scouting, their 2020 plans, and much, much more. Uh, Man, we really enjoyed having these guys on. So thank you to Derek and Kenny for coming on and chatting with us. And be sure to check out uh, their content over on their YouTube and Instagram pages as well. Uh, Fun, awesome guys. Uh, Man, I really like what they have going on. Uh, Just fun, interesting, and, and just true to themselves. So thank you guys for coming on again. And I think you guys will enjoy this episode. Uh, so big thank you to all of you for your continued support, especially thank you to all our amazing uh, partners. Be sure to check them out over on our website at antlerupoutdoors.com. Onyx is the number one hunting app that lets you know exactly where you stand. And this Father's Day, help dad find his own far out experiences with the Onyx Hunt app at his side. Use code dad to get 30% off the app and as well as the uh, Onyx off-road membership. Uh, so now until June 22nd. So you have until this weekend. So whether you're heading outside now or planning future adventures, give dad the tools that he needs uh, for success with Onyx. So go to onyxmaps.com and download the number one hunting app. And got a stubborn old man too that who could just use some new gear, maybe someone special do for an upgrade, get them something extra this Father's Day with First Light. Uh, They have a versatile collection of summer gear that's marked down to 20%. Don't wait long though. The sale only runs until actually today. So you have until tonight to get this 20% off. Uh, man, you have some of the fan favorites, the sawtooth hybrid jacket, the wick short sleeve, which I'll be running out in uh, Utah this year, as maybe even to during the early season hunts here in Pennsylvania, corrugate guide short and wick long boxer briefs, uh, as well as the uh, Seek storm tight rain jacket, because all dads appreciate staying bone dry uh, when they get caught in that downpour. So check out the sale on over at firstlight.com. And guess what, guys? We have another sale going on uh, with one of our partners, and that's Sever Broadheads. So go to their website. Uh, right in the middle, you'll see Father's Day special. Uh, you'll click on it, and a, a, a tab will pop up with all the four major sales going on. Uh, one of them is just the, the one that, man, I, I bought last year. Dimitri and I split it, and you could enter code TITANIUM7. You'll receive seven broadheads for the price of six plus free shipping. So check that out over at severbroadheads.com. And for my bow setup, I'm running the brand new Stokerized M1 Hunter 14 Stabilizer. This micro diameter stabilizer is perfect for eliminating vibration. I personally noticed the benefits of this stabilizer since I shoot with my quiver on. Uh, the bow feels perfectly balanced at full draw with, and again, just zero uh, vibration. So proudly made in USA and right here in Pennsylvania. Check out the M1 series and what else they have over at stokerized.com. And before we get into it, the last one we want, I want to talk about is the Cobra Archery Harvester uh, release. It's the its the one that I'm using right now because of the total adjustability it has to offer. What I love too about this release is um, the trigger system. So you can adjust the length, the angle, uh, the rotation of that thumb trigger and just set it with one little screw and you're good to go. Feel comfortable, get that constant uh, release that you need when you're shooting and uh, check that out over at CobraArchery.com. Again, thank you for listening, everyone. I hope you enjoyed today's show with Derek and Ken. Uh, Until next time, antler up. 
All right, everybody, welcome to another episode of the Antler Up podcast. And we have today joining us, we have Derek and we have Ken from Full Draw Assassins uh, from right here in Pennsylvania. So guys, how you doing? Good. Good to be on. Thanks for having us. Nah, man, we're, we're pumped. We're excited. We uh, just kind of like Dimitri and I, you know, we're, you know, just, just that PA pride, that PA uh, representing and just want to hear what you guys got going on. I've been following you guys for a while now. And Derek, I think you and I were messaging back and forth about camera setup not too long ago. And so you guys are filming and uh, we'll get into that. And I just really just want to talk hunting and tell us who you are. And, and uh, so before we get into that, I mean, um, Derek, Ken, who, whichever one you want to go first, you just go ahead and just tell us who you are and where you're coming from and a little bit about your backstory about hunting and everything. All right, yeah. Um, I'm Derek. Um, I'm mostly social media guy to group. Um, uh, we're from South, both from Southeast Pennsylvania, a small suburb, about 25 minutes from Philadelphia. Not like the big white tail mecca of the state. Um, I just grew up hunting. I grew up old school Pennsylvania deer camp hunting. You know, rifle season after Thanksgiving, loading the truck up, heading up with the family. And then uh, as I got older, I kind of branched away from that and started doing my own thing, picking up a bow, and uh, just got real guilt, got real hooked. I mean, I shot my my first year was actually with a bow. I hunted when I was a kid with a gun, never could get it done. That old school mentality where I was just going up there to have fun. It really wasn't about hunting. And then uh, once I shot my first buck with a bow, I just I fell in love with it. And then I grew up with uh, Kenny here, and yeah, we grew up together. We played baseball. Uh, nice. 10, 10 years old. We've been hanging out. Uh, didn't know we actually hunted. Didn't know he hunted. But uh, the first time I went out was probably, I think, 14. I didn't shoot my first deer till this season that just passed. Uh, took a little leeway off for, for, you know, about five or five or seven years. Picked up a bow a couple of years ago and just been whacking at it ever since. And learning a lot, of, learning from a lot of mistakes, you know, that you make in the tree stand. But it's been fun. And just keep cracking at it and learning as we go. That's awesome. I mean, I know for our, you know, I grew up in Northeast PA, so not too far from you guys. Um, I mean, I'm from where I grew up. I'm about 35 minutes uh, north of Allentown. Uh, I have family actually that lives not too far from where you guys are, just right outside of, um, kind of even closer to you, but just outside of Reading, on closer to your side of the in to Philly area. But hey, man, there's good deer. I mean, you see, you guys open up usually before us too, don't you? Like as far as statewide is concerned, too. Yeah, we're we normally get, in September, beginning of September. Yeah, we get two weeks before the statewide opens up, and two weeks before the state ends. Nice. So we get an extra four weeks to hunt and get free stand. Nice. That's pretty awesome. Yeah get that early season maybe get a velvet buck you know early the early september it's tough like it's i kind of, I kind of just to get the jitters out like just to get in the stand man like i don't care like we have bucks on there on our lease where we're hunting at and it, it's real tough for rats to try to shoot a velvet buck i mean we probably last year they were hard hard horned really quick so we didn't even i didn't mm-hmm. see one velvet buck while yeah. hunting even in september when you guys weren't open yet right they were all hard so it's kind of tough, but where we're where we're located, I don't know if you guys are familiar with our area. We're like New Hope, Pennsylvania. Yep, that area we have a lease down there. Okay, so it's real. You got to really be picky, especially if you guys know Pennsylvania with the one tag. So we got to be really picky because we'll see bucks from September to mid October, 
and then you'll see bucks from mid October to the end of November, and they'll never cross each other. Like I I'll only see these bucks this time of year, these bucks this time of year. So I'm, it's tough to try to fill a tag in September and October knowing what's going to come out in the end of October. So it's 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 tough at our area because we only have 30 acres to hunt and public land around our area of Pennsylvania is just it's just decimated from all the Philly hunters so it's real tough to get on a good spot so we kind of got to be picky where we're at yeah definitely definitely now what like what led you guys to decide to go in on a leash just to kind of like you kind of uh, talked about with the pressure or going on public land is that kind of what drove you guys to do that and kind of do your own thing like what are some um, of the like what's the i mean i talked to you yesterday on the phone just briefly and you, yeah. you guys were doing stuff and i just think that's awesome i mean dimitri and i i mean we're hunting public land here in central pa when i go back home the northeast pa i'm hunting uh private land but it's it's more of a mountain than than just thinking of like farm and yeah. stuff like that well, we kind of got lucky. Uh, it's kind of how we got in the hunting. Yeah, yeah. My stepdad uh, had, knew a, a family friend that had land that I hunted when I was younger. And I didn't hunt it for 10 years, and then we started hanging out again. And I was like, well, if you take me out to deer camp, I'll take you to a bow spot. And then just one thing led to another. So we kind of got spoiled in that sense because we can kind of manage it to a certain extent. And maybe only being back in it for a couple of years, I was like, oh, this is great. I see deer every yeah. time I'm out, yada, yada, yada. But this year we've been taking it to public, you know, doing squirrel hunts, rabbit hunts, you know, just go out and take turkey. a walk. Turkey, you know, we just take a walk, see what we can find, see if we can get on some animals. And 90% of the time we don't see nothing, not even a rabbit, not even a squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so our public land's not, not – and yeah, people couldn't say it because I – our buddy, uh, I don't know if you guys know, Whitetail Drifter, um, we were hanging out with him at the outdoor show, and I was like, dude, our public land sucks. Like, ah, no, it doesn't. I'm like, after this year, we put all year probably close to 100 miles. Like, yeah. Um, between, on public between, land in our area. Yeah. I seen one deer, one turkey. It was just horrible. And then we go out western PA by Pittsburgh. We've seen about 12 turkeys, deer mm -hmm. everywhere. I'm like, sit. We're kind of like where we are, man. If you don't have private spot where we are, you got to do a little bit of travel. But so we're blessed with those 30 acres we have. I mean, it's cool to be able to manage deer, but you can only manage it so much with 30 acres. Right. But it's enough because some people have nothing. So you got it. You can't take it for granted because one day it might not be there. Now, with only 30 acres and being able to hunt, uh, you know, four extra weeks throughout the year, how do you go about trying to manage pressure and, and you know, try to stay maybe um you're sent to a minimum while you're there or do you kind of just go out when you can and not worry about it as much with the thir only 30 acres it's it's tough because um we have like three stand locations it's mostly it's pretty much just me and him that yeah. there's a couple other guys that hunt there maybe twice a year that also know the landowner but they're not ever there yeah so it's tough like the wind like we're like the property's cursed in a way the wind because we'll never have a good wind you could be this side of the property, uh, one side of the property, the other side of the property, no matter what, you're getting a bad wind. So I, we, we noticed that. So we bumped our tree stands up to like 25, 30 feet up, hoping that would help. And it helped a little bit because we got a lot of old granny does in there. that are really smart. Mm -hmm. The bucks aren't the problem. It's the, the big old does that have been there that aren't getting shot. They never were hunted and they're so smart. That's the big issue. But now it's sent. It's just, 
Yeah, the big issue with the property is there's too many does. So last year, buck season really starts before we start trying to dial it in. And you got to, I got to, that was a good thing out of our three tags for does. You know, we tried in January, but didn't fill that last one. So this year, I think it's the same game plan. There's there's still too many does, so we're going to go in with the mindset of let's fill the freezer first and worry about the antlers later. Yeah, pretty much September to mid-October, just yeah, dropping that, dropping those numbers down. Yeah. And then we'll start wearing a box after that. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, I know um, that's something too. Like here, some of the land that uh, in central Pennsylvania, the one property that I was hunting before I kind of started hunting more with Dimitri, it was that secluded, yeah. just tons of doe. I would get these really nice bucks uh, on on camera, kind of early season too. And I'm like, man, I'm, could I get lucky? Like, this is just unheard of. Like this yeah. deer is walking just right about daylight time. And I mean, this is for central Pennsylvania, that deer. I mean, it's basically the one that's our logo. Um, I mean, he yeah. was just for, for our area. I'm like, wow. And, but man, the, those first couple of days, I actually, that first day I, there was a mature doe walking by and at first time in there in like a couple of weeks, I didn't go in there. It was check cameras or anything. And I get up in the stand, it was towards last, you know, about 45 minutes to last light. And she comes walking down. I didn't make a move, didn't make a sound. And next thing you know, like she just like pinned me. I'm like, holy hell, <laughs> I'm up in the stand. Like you were saying, I'm up 22 feet. Cause it was a preset stand that I had. And, um, Luckily, I she kind of just looked, pinned me a little bit, just kind of moseyed around, and I actually I was just like, screw it, like you were saying, I got to take some deer off, like off this area because it was only about an acre, two two acres of of pro yeah. private property, and um, got her down. But it's just like you were saying, you got to. I haven't hunted that area since, and that's a couple of years ago. But now, man, there's like 14 deer. My my father-in-law will be like, man, there was a an assembly line of just deer after deer after deer after deer after deer. Um, but like you were saying, for you guys, that's your lease, man. That's that's a good plan to go in early and try to whack out some does. It, it's tough, man, because I've I've had last year I uh, had I had the biggest buck I've I, I didn't shoot it. I had the biggest buck I've ever seen while hunting. Never seen him on this property ever. It was like the first week of November. It's prime rut. I had a big eleven pointer step out. And I was like, and problem. Big. She's chasing a big doe. Big doe is on me. Starts hound, blowing at me. Bucks take off. Didn't see him again the rest of the year. So that's that's another like that's just it. The bucks aren't at, the bucks aren't the problems. The, these big does, man, and they just so we're just really focused on the patrol right now until until November. Cause they're really, they've ruined a couple haunts for both of us yeah. uh, on big bucks that we could have shot. But, I, I like too the idea for for so, Kenny for for you man for the sole fact like you were saying you're kind of getting back into the swing of things and uh, took yeah. your first deer this past year I mean that's that's a perfect lesson in a sense to learn off of because you're not going out in public land just trying to like get defeated you know what I mean like you're like you're putting in yeah, the time yeah. you know what I mean I, that's that's a re that's a rewarding thing I know for me I would think like okay if I'm building up and I'm doing all these things of of food plots and just kind of managing that deer even if the season doesn't go the way you want it to man you put in the work um and you're learning that's a, such a cool neat experience for you yeah this year was fun it was uh you know i think first shot i took i hit and then we went out and sat in the blind i missed then i hit again and i missed the buck at on october 22nd was the only time we actually had good wind in my tree stand so it was like it, like you said about wind factors and stuff like that it was like 
oh yeah, so I know if I have a south wind, I mean, I can sit my stand with no problem. Right after work, just go right in. So yeah, it's just been fun, you know, trying to get these does out here. And like you said, you get the experience, just letting the arrow fly and actually getting a kill and understand how everything works. And that way, when crunch time comes, you can make it happen. Yeah, and I know it's a little different here where we hunt on public ground. There's not as high density doe population. So not that we wouldn't take a doe early on, but we're not trying to deplete them as, as, as much as maybe you are just to the sole fact that mm-hmm. later in the season, we kind of use those does yeah. as far as drawing in, in the box in our area, just because yeah. we may only yeah. have one or two shooter box that we're targeting. But then when the rack comes on, if we have a nice small doe population at that time, that's going to draw the bucks into our area, which we saw last year, we right. didn't, we didn't see any bucks early on in the season but then you know i already had my buck down and and you were still still after one at the time but we were seeing a lot more mature bucks that came in the area looking for those does so you know every situation is going to be different and and that's the beauty about managing different areas and the fun about about hunting is everything's different and you got to kind of make a game plan to what fits your property and where you're hunting we're, uh, we're doing something like a little different like this year like we're gonna do the best of both worlds like we we have the private property and we could we could shoot our does and wait till November to shoot our bucks but we really wanted to hit public land just because of the challenge factor of it like uh, it, it doesn't get, I don't want to say it's boring but like just going to your same set tree stand every Saturday or every day after work I was like I want to go put some miles in and stuff so we went out to Ohio in uh, March and we scouted tons of this tons of different public land that we have some spots mapped out and we're probably going to hit that in the rut next year just to challenge ourselves and do right. something we're not used to yeah and get out of our comfort yeah. zone for a little bit that's awesome i know too for like dimitri and i we're heading out to utah in august and i know prior to that we were kind of really kind of wish we could do uh ohio as well um not sure we, we might get to that at this point now just because of using days off and everything like that but um i know ideally we originally were thinking about kind of like how you were doing it kind of just going a little bit earlier like going to uh ohio in october when it's less pressured and kind of have that opportunity there and then kind of hunting the rut here in central pa and stuff like that or back at home for me um but yeah man i i think too like building off of what Dimitri just said about even early on here, we've even hunted different spots where we might say, Hey, let's just go here. Let's look for sign. And me, like, if this is early in the season, we'll look and maybe use this as like, Hey, let's shoot a doe here because this isn't a prime rut spot. So if we see a doe and we get a shot opportunity, I mean, heck that's even what you did this past year on your doe. Yep. So I'm, it, that's what's like how we were just saying, this is such a cool, unique thing where like how I, I love hearing like what your side of the things are, like how, where you're hunting, like you're, you're managing that deer, trying to get that a good population, hopefully get a buck there, but then testing your, your skills out, out in Ohio and everything like that. Now, what, um, what drew, drew you guys to Ohio? Uh, do you know anybody out there or are you just, just like, Hey, let's, it's, it's our neighboring state. Let's go do it. They got uh-huh. good, good deer and everything. Yeah, we heard that there's big deer there. Well, yeah. no, <laughs> well that, that's too. Yeah. Um, me, when I, about five years ago, me and a couple buddies from my rifle camp, this is right when I picked up the bow. Oh, it was longer than that. It was probably like six years ago. They were like, yo, let's go out to Ohio for guns, gun season just to go out there. And uh, we went out there. We haunted like two days, and then it turned into just drinking. And it, 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 
it didn't turn into I didn't know what I know now about Ohio. Yeah. I was younger, I was like twenty one. I, I didn't know like where I was at and how big of a deal it was. And here today, there's still there's guys, they're not hunters like this. Like they don't they don't really look take it as seriously as we do or you guys do. And uh I remember seeing a deer driving around and I'm like I've never seen anything like this day in my life. <laughs> so I, 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 we, well, we met a guy who lives out there. He's a teacher out there in uh, Southeast Ohio. And I, I texted him this year and I said, Hey buddy, I said, uh, I, I'm probably going to be coming out with a buddy of mine and we're going to be scouting. And the coronavirus hit immediately when our trip was planned. I just literally got the day we left. I was told don't come back to work. And then I was off for two months because the coronavirus. Yeah. So we went out there, everything was closed. There was no bars, restaurants. I'm like, this is perfect. We're going to save money. We're not going to be distracted. So <laughs> yeah. We had no excuse not to go walk miles in the woods. You know? And we just, we went out there, man. We, I went to a spot that I was out when I went gun hunting. And we walked miles, miles, miles for three days. Saw a bunch of sign. And then I went to the spot that I had set in my head that I went there for gun season. And we found a monster shed on the top of this ridge just sitting there. I remember and that. I remember seeing you guys posting that. Well, the fact that where, where it was sitting at, that no one's seen that shed, I'm like, no one's coming up here. Yeah. Like it, on a board, it's about 30 yards from a private property line, but it's just this big ridge with just these uh, chest high thickets, man. And it's just sitting there on top of this big rack. And I'm like, all right, this is it. Like, this is why we came out here. And it was the last day too. So we did all this work. We didn't find no sheds. And it was like, kind of like, all right, we're coming out here. Like this is this is our starting point right here. Yeah, and I'm, I'll tell you what too. I'm thinking about from our scouting trips that we were taking during turkey season and everything like that. You guys were posting. Uh, I remember seeing that big shed, but I also remember seeing some of the. You guys found a ton of buck rubs, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So I like that was the one thing that we've didn't see a lot of. I mean, we were putting like we're walking all over to creation, and uh, Dimitri was you know doing waypoints before we would even go out somewhere like on Onyx just to be like, Hey, I want to look at this area. And I think yeah. we found like a, a couple really good spots, but like, that was the one thing that was missing. We were like, where's that, that tree that is just completely trash. Like we didn't have that opportunity to see, like we found a bunch of good spots, mm -hmm. but that's what we were looking for. Yeah. Well, we, we did it. We, we hit about five spots, six solid spots. And every, after every day I, we had, I had a, print sheet on my phone of five categories and i was going to label it so best out of 10 and he'd be like all right we found a lot of scientists about seven out of deer sign was pretty good hunting pressure by trash or anything old stands and we did that and we did, yeah we did that, like that. And we had a category split down for each spot and we narrowed that down to our three best spots that averaged out for the best numbers mm -hmm. and that's how we did it but we, uh, there were some spots we found there's Deer crap everywhere, but there was no rubs, like you guys were saying. Yeah. That, then we were fine spots. Yeah. The trees were just mangled, mangled everywhere, but there was no, like, there was no sign besides that. It was real weird out there. Yeah. But that's how, that's how we kind of did it. We kind of just put it in like a spreadsheet of numbers and just did it analytically to see if that would work. I don't know. We won't know really until we get out there, but yeah, true. It looked good. Well, I think too, you guys are making the smart decision by going out there later in the year, because that's probably the late, later part of the sign that you saw too. So, I mean, that's going to be, you know, that everybody yeah. says, you know, as soon as hunting season's over, go find that sign now, because that's where exactly where they're looking. Cause you know, things change obviously mm -hmm. or earlier on in the season. Now that's good stuff. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and you never know with the rut coming in, whether there was deer there or not, something could bring them in at that area, you know. And you just never know when at that time of the year, so. Yeah, yeah. Now, I want to get a little bit more into, like, why you guys started the Full Draw Assassins, just because we talked about on our very first podcast, like, why I, I did Antler Up. And so what what drew you guys to, to do that filming and, and all that type of stuff? Well, it was mainly Derek's, Derek's uh, baby at first. Um, him being the more successful hunter, he was just, he was, he talked about it last year and he was just like, you know, I've been wanting to film, film my hunts. And I was like, all right, that's cool. And then this year came up and he was just like, no, I'm filming my hunts. He's like, I want you to help me out. I'm like, okay. So just kind of started from there and it, you know, he's been pushing me to, and it was, it's, it's been kind of hard for me to grasp the concept of filming because I didn't shoot nothing yet. Right. So it was like, but he was putting the work in. Like yeah. He never like like most people. Like I tell them, most guys his age getting back into hunting, if they go out two times and they don't shoot nothing, they're done. Right. And they grab a crossbow. They're not going <laughs> to hunt again. They're so I like my thing was I want to shoot it with a bow. I want to hunt with the bow and then take my rifle out two times a year towards the end of the season. Like that. That's that's that that was my game plan. So when we started filming everything, I was like, it's like Derek, I want to help you, but I'm so concerned on shooting my deer first. And not getting it on camera, you know, and then it's it just been slowly building, slowly building. You get more comfortable with talking to talking well, on camera. That's what I told him. I said, I've said, I've shot, I shot enough deer. I said last year, I even said this year, I said, I said, dude, I'll sacrifice hunts to film you. Like I, I don't need to shoot a deer right now. I, I want you to just focus on deer hunting. I filmed a little bit last year. And I think that was a little pressure on him. Not just because he didn't want to let me down. I think that's in his head what it was. Mm -hmm. He didn't want to let yeah. me down. So I was like, dude, I'll sacrifice hunts. Like, cause I can hunt after work. He can't, I get done a lot earlier than him. So I was like, I'll hunt after work and the weekends I'm filming you. I'm not hunting. I want you to just worry about shooting. I'll handle all the filming and all the camera work. And, uh, I think it kind of worked out, you know, like we're just a bunch of knuckleheads. Like, you know, like for PA guys, we hunt, mm -hmm. we want to have fun with it. We're not going to try to act like we're from Illinois or something. Yeah. And like we're, we have this huge farm and we're shooting 180s. Like, no, that's not, that's not who we are. One day, Hopefully, right now, yeah. we're just being awesome. I wanted to have a platform to show people in our area, like, we're just a bunch of stupid construction workers with a bow and a camera. Like, you guys could do it too. Like, just follow, yeah. like, you know what I mean? Just look yeah. at us, see what we're doing, go outside and go hunt. Like, it's not, it's not something that's impossible. Right. Right. Now, that's awesome just because I think, to like when we started doing it, when was lucky for Dimitri got uh, his buck early and, and doe early. So the, towards the, like when the rut was really kicking in, he had that opportunity to film me. And that was the first time I ever had someone come film me. And that was like yeah. really neat. Yeah. And, and like, it's almost like that. Kenny, I'm sure you could even attest to this. It was like, you feel so appreciative of just someone there to do that, like little extra handiwork because man, like I, I felt the same way. I know both of us, he had bad luck with filming our, our kills this year, just because mm -hmm. his camera arm broke. I got set up and next to you know, I mean, it was pitch dark and I could see just shadows of deer and like a white head running around. So I'm like, I can't even get set up with camera gear, but I'm not. And my thing too was I'm not going to waste this shot opportunity just because again, we're not, we're not on sportsman's channel and the outdoor TV. Yeah, I'm like, yeah. you know what? I'm, this is, you know, so that's something where, you know, 
good for you guys that you have that that camaraderie and have known each other for that long because i mean that's that's some cool stuff that you're taking that time like weekends filming kenny and, and starting to build that brand and that was even for for turkey season this past season for for us it was the first time i've been able to get out because i coach baseball and yeah. that first day i was like you know what one more day isn't going to kill me. I'm like, let me just get behind the camera. Dimitri, he works like for me, kind of going off of the whole COVID thing. I was done yeah, teaching, yeah. but he still had to work at that time. And I was like, all right, listen, I'll can't, the weekend. Let's, let's try to get you, your bird. I'll film. And during the week, if I go by myself, I go by myself. Like it is what it is. So that's what yeah. ended up happening that second weekend. And it's just a cool, cool thing. And I, I just love hearing just like why you're doing it. And uh, like you said, it's just, it's just, getting just two normal dudes getting behind a camera hunting and, and having fun. That's all it is. Like that was our game plan when we did uh, our Turkey filming this year. Derek's been Turkey hunting for the last three years. And I'm, I could care less about a bird until this year until I heard my first gobble. So I was like, yo, I'll work the camera. You're shooting first. You get the bird first. I want you to get the bird and I'll work the camera. Don't worry about nothing else. You just do what you got to do. And then that's, that was the bird that we got all filmed this year. Yeah. And it worked out, you know, it's, it's all trial and error, just, you know, like you said, two guys going hunting, put a camera in your hands, and then this. I, I, I edit videos, like, for our videos. I Like, our video, it's cool because you watch our first one, like, where he shot a doe in the blind. That was with our old camera. It was just horrible right. editing. Like, I didn't know what the heck I was doing. And, like, you watch our turkey video, it's like, I look at it, and I look at that, like, wow, man, I'm actually, you just keep doing it. Like, I don't, if you don't like it, you don't like, it's for us to watch. Right. I just put it out there on YouTube for other people to watch. Mm -hmm. But if you don't like it, that, I liked it. So that's, that we liked it. That's fine. That's all that matters, man. That's all man. Just stay true to yourself. Like, whatever you guys are interested in, talk about what you're interested in. Don't, right. don't try to be like someone else just because more people like that. Right. And let's take a quick break and thank our partners over at America's Best Bowstrings. I'm running a set of the uh, Platinum Series strings on my Matthews VXR28 and love everything about them from the custom color to the performance. The technology and quality of these strings are what stands out the most. Uh, the Platinum Series now have a two-year warranty and the Premium come with a one-year warranty. But regardless, they still have that same unmatched quality and performance. So check them out over at americasbestbowstrings.com. Now, what camera gear are you guys using? I just love talking gear. So what, what are you guys using now just to go um, off? Of? I, I bought the Canon EOS D. Okay. D, yep. And uh, we just bought the same camera just so we had the same one. So I could, it's easier if we both have the same rigs. Yep. And then I just bought the, uh, the whole fourth arrow set up. Nice. Uh, with the, I was using the muddy last year. It was just God heavy, man. Yeah. I, I was just so heavy in the tree. I, <sighs> It was cool, but it, it didn't like it got wet once, and then it just was a pain that pain in the ass. So then we went to the great outdoor show in Harrisburg. Yep, I talked to the there guys, and they set me up pretty good with a hole. Nice whole setup. Yeah, and I just bought the tripod because we went through. <laughs> I think I went through four tripods this mm -hmm. year. They just keep breaking. Mm -hmm. They're horrible. They're not meant for doing what we do. Yeah, and they're not meant for hunting. So I got the fourth arrow one and the fluid head and everything, and I can't wait to use it. I have not used fluid. Um, fourth arrow in the woods yet so yeah pretty excited about this year make our job a lot easier yeah man i mean i i was using the stiff arm this past season and the base at first um 
Like I'm really excited to get that new talent kit that they have. Cause yeah. I, the original base, I mean, here's the thing you went from the muddy, which was, you know, like you were saying, you're, you're carrying a house basically in your yeah. backpack and setting it up. You're going to get solid film, um, start, like it's going to be nice and balanced and everything like that, but it's just such a heavy piece of equipment. Now the fourth arrow one base and, and, uh, shoulder is heavy. Um, but it never, it got to a point, like as the more hunting I did with it, I was like, okay, this is super simple. You have that, you get it down. Um, but man, being that they changed that even to make it more, yeah. you know, easier and, and benefit a hunter. I'm just super pumped for that one. And you can't go wrong with their well, stuff. It's, it's solid gear. Well, with the, the, like our private, our private spot, I don't really care. Like I can use, I can tote something heavy out there. It's going to stay in the tree. Right. The fourth arrow, the reason like that I was the fourth arrow and he's going to get the fourth arrow after seeing mine and seeing how actual how awesome it is mm-hmm. is pretty much for ohio like yeah. i bought these last three months i just been and set up for ohio like i we got, um i got the all the fourth arrow stuff that was public land something light and easy that i can just hang up there real quick and i was looking for a, a fan I, I wanted to put the the fourth arrow arm on my back of my tree stand and carry in i'm like what do i do with the camera so i want to have the camera handy but i don't want to wear a backpack so I actually, I found a fanny pack and I'm just going to put the camera in there. It's big enough. I could put the fourth arrow base in there and I have all that ready to go. It's all about light. Like I've been walking around my house with the XOP, like getting ready. And it's in November when we're going, I'm just, I want to be so prepared yep. that like when it comes to shooting a deer, that's all I have to worry about. I don't have to worry about gear. I don't have to worry about none of that stuff. Yeah. Well, I mean, this was for me, this was the first time that I went full fledged filming this past season. And I'll tell you what, the one thing, any cold day, like here in central PA right now, it's, it's a cool day. These are the days that I would go like practice. Like I would have whatever I, was, I set up and I would just go climb a tree, get set up. You know, if it took me a half hour, just say, you know, and then the next time I would do it, I'm like, okay, shoot for 25, you know, without, you know, obviously putting yourself in danger, but try to just yeah, get yeah. better and be more efficient. Uh, just because that, that first day, like you were saying about going out early, get those jitters out, man. You know, that's, what's nice about you guys starting those couple weeks earlier and stuff like that, just to get those jitters out and get everything, the fumbling done and out of the way. So hopefully come October or the November for Ohio, that'll be, you guys will be solid on your, on your setup and keep put something down. Well, that's what we said at our private spot, we were going to do a couple, uh, hang and bang sets just to practice. Yep. Like we have our, our set stands already. And I'm like, dude, if I'm filming you, I'll bring the XOP out. I'll set it up that day, all that just to film him just pretty much just for practice for Ohio. Mm-hmm. We're just going to do it all September and October leading up to our public land. Cause that's like I said, that's a seriously a whole new ball game for us. Yeah. Like hanging a band real quick, getting in and out. Yep. Like we've never done anything like that. Mm-hmm. So just, we keep practicing in September, and October, getting the jitters out and getting used to it and knowing what works and what doesn't work. Yeah, and I, you don't really, have, you don't have an excuse. Yeah. And I think, you know, when you had that camera in the tree with you, whether you're doing it yourself or you have someone filming you, you put a lot of pressure on yourself, you know, just for the fact that that camera's there, you think that you got to put something down and, you know, it, it raises the nerves a little bit more and, you know, as hard as archery yeah. is to begin with to get that on film, I think you need to kind of grasp the concept that you don't have to be perfect with the, the camera or get every shot on camera especially since, you know, if you're not having a normal TV show because you really add that pressure and it kind of takes a little, the fun away a little bit if yeah. you try to push yourself to be perfect with filming. And yeah. I think that's the lot of the hard thing people don't get when they, they bring that camera with them. Yeah. 
that's a problem. I have that problem. I'm a little bit of perfectionist. I'm kind of like that. And I got to kind of steer away from that. But I, I've noticed with, not that it takes the fun away, but I've noticed self-filming is it takes the pressure off the shot for me. Like, like my buck fever goes from scared, like nervous to shoot like that shake to nervous to get in on film. Yeah. So in the shot is not, it actually takes a little pressure off the shot for me because I'm more worried about the camera. Yeah. So that kind of yeah. helps a little bit, but the whole thing with like the autofocus, like I hunt over fields at our private property. So I can, I can autofocus my camera all day. It's not going to do nothing. But when we go to Ohio, I'm going to have to practice manual focusing while with the bow in my hand doing it myself. So that's going to be the challenge that we're going to have. Yeah. stupid stuff like that just from switching to auto to manual focus right now because i'm actually in the market of uh within these next couple of days i'll be purchasing a, an updated camera for, for me um what made you guys continue to go like that dslr or mirror, mirrorless camera route compared to just going that that uh like the handy cam style like the video i i just it's, it's kind of not really money but i just because we do a lot of photos too yeah i'm really in if like photography and stuff like that outside of hunting i'm mm -hmm. actually getting into photography that's non-hunting related yeah so it was easier just to have that camera that was real versatile that could do both instead of just putting all this money in a video camera and then putting all this money into a nice right. camera they, they do the same thing but uh yeah I, we have we're thinking about getting a couple of gopros for different angles for the tree and stuff like that so if i don't get the shot perfectly you still you still have that overhead shot of you can't see the deer as much, but you know what's happening. Right. I mean, we're switching to Luminox to help get that picture to arrow flying. Little stupid stuff like that can help your film oh, a lot. Just yeah. having that little Luminox yeah. on your arrow will yeah. help a lot. Yeah, I'm actually I'm going to toy around a little bit with um, for my like camera setup. Like I said, I'm going to try. I'm I agree with you. I want to have something that I could take really good pictures with. Um, and then I'm going to test it out. And if I don't feel like how you were saying, trying to get the animal in focus and all that stuff, I have an older, uh, pretty decent, like, I, I actually think it is a 4K, but it doesn't have like the mic input, but I might have that get like the main shot. Cause it's like I said, it's an older handy cam. I might put that on as like the main shot, but then use my good camera for like good B roll maybe a different yeah. shot angle, yeah, yeah. something along that lines, just to kind of like, like I said, just kind of mess around with and just be like, okay, this doesn't work or this sucks or, you know, just to kind of see what works yeah. and what doesn't work. Just like you were saying, just cause I'm thinking, man, like how you were saying, like if I'm by myself in a tree and I'm I have the bow in one hand and it's just that handy cam, I just love that idea of if you have like the, a remote of some sort, like yeah. it just be so easy. Um, but yeah, man, it's just it's it's just like you could go endless ways of, of how you, set up. you yeah. go on. Yeah, you can go on and talk about things that work for different people, man. Like we used that the first time we used it was for my turkey that I killed, and it turned out great. Yeah, like but turkeys are a lot different. We're not blind, we're relaxed, we're not like yeah, we don't have all the stuff in the way. But we're gonna get a mic. We're gonna get a remote for the cameras for deer season. It has the plug-in for that. We're gonna nice. Just trial and error. That's what I said. September and October is for. Like, yeah. It's trial and error because we have the spot to do it. We're, we're not pressured. We're relaxed. It's our own little spot. We don't have to worry about anything else. It doesn't work. The next week we're going to see deer. Like I know yeah. we're going to see deer there and we each get three doe tags. So that's all pretty much just yeah. practicing our filming and getting ready for when that big buck comes out and you get it, you know, you're ready to go. 
That's awesome. And I think too, like going back to you, Kenny is being kind of getting back in the swing of things, dude, just continue to just whack as many deer as you possibly can. Cause I remember a few years ago for me, when I finally, like when I graduated college and I was trying to get a job and I didn't have that time to get back into it. And when I did, it was just like any opportunity. It's tough too. Cause it's like, I feel like I got to compete with him. I just can't. So if it comes out, I'm gonna have to start shooting, just start whacking things. You know, I started, I recently started watching a lot of, uh, red arrow stuff yeah. and I was watching Kip and how he's just like, yeah, if it's Brown's down, I'm just shooting everything. I'm like, you know what? I think this year for September and early October, if it's within 35 yards of the stand, I think I'm just going to start whacking some stuff yeah. with the Matthews, get a little, get a little butt on it. You know? Yeah. I say it to him all the time. Like we were shot target shooting yesterday. This dude, this dude can hit a quarter, 40 yards. No problem. Yeah, Me, I'm all over the map. I'm, <laughs> I'm all over the map on a target. And it comes to hunting. And he, I'm like, what are you? What are you? I'm like, I'm like, just imagine there's a, a little red dot on a deer and just aim at that. My yeah. problem is I used the wrong pin twice. <laughs> Two different times I used the wrong pin. Yeah. Well, that's why I like going with the single pin. I mean, I know for me, shooting a single pin for the first time this year, I think I can really stretch out my distance a lot better and not be scared of it because I don't have all these pins. I'm trying to figure out which one, if I'm on the right one, and I can really just set that dial and, and focus that single pin on the target. So I think that's helped me. I know it doesn't work for everybody and I'm not saying it's the bee's knees and that's what everyone has to go to, but just this year going to that single pin has really helped me focused on, you know, the shot each time and then I'll have to worry about which pin and is it correct, the yardage. And, uh, that's really helped me out this year. So when you, when you're running the single pin, uh, do you keep it like on say like 20 or 25 yards? for while you're just sitting there and then if say a deer comes out further you adjust then and then just kind of because like my biggest fear would be say you had a deer at 50 yards and the next thing you know it jumps and now it's at 30 yards and you forgot to move your pin in yeah 30 yards well what i have is the fast daddy um it's a double like it has a double pin as a pin lower on the site um and it's usually about 17 yards further that way, no matter where you're, you have that set at, you have that further pin just for that fact, if it jumps out and then you can kind of okay. use that and you'll be a little bit closer. Um, this will be my first year. I didn't hunt with it last year. So it'll be my first hunting season with it, but you used yeah. it last year. So, yeah, I, I, so I, I, what's actually cool is going back to that doe story from a couple of years ago, I was telling you about that. I took that one off that little, uh, one acre land, uh, when that doe, when she yeah. pinned me. She, I had it right at like 23 yards and then she kind of just moseyed around and she got like, I knew she was kind of working away from me, but she gave me a nice like coring away shot and I just ranged her and she was at 31 yards and the way you know, my draw length and poundage is a little bit different. So like that single pin, that first one I always had set at 20, but then that bottom pin would be, I think it was like 35 so basically okay. all I, all I did was when I put it on her, I put the, that bottom pin right on her vitals, basically right on the heart. And then that, that top pin was like, kind of like, it would have been a spine shot in a sense if I was using that, but I mean, it just went boom, double okay. lunged her. So both pins were technically on, on the dough. Um, you kind of gap them. So you're gapping yeah. it in a sense. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So it's, and that's yeah. like it going off of like what Dimitri said, that's, I, I actually, I, I've been shooting a black gold. Um, but man, I actually do want to go back to that spot hog just because 
I just, there's something about that double pin. I really like the way how big that level is something that like for me personally, I've been having trouble mm -hmm. at, like at longer distance picking up like my shot process. Like I, like I'll go on and I'm like, um, like I'm like splash it to put the pin on the target and then I'll, I'll go bubble in my head. And even then, like, at, like once I hit 50 yards, man, I'm having trouble balancing that out. And then next thing you know it, I'm like breaking way too soon. I'm like, yeah. So it's just like, for me personally, I think I want to go back to that spot hog just because it, it has that double single pin, but then it also has a really nice big uh, level on there. Yeah. And then the also yeah. problem I had is uh, I shoot a SR6 and it was so fast that when I had a three pin, um, my pins, I wanted to go 20, 30, 40, but my pins were so close together at 20 and 30 with that bow that they were almost touching. So I almost had to go 25, 40, 50 with my pins. And then, so when I was shooting at like 20, I had to make sure that I was shooting uh, a little low. And then at 30, I had to use that 25 pin a little high. So, I mean, I kind of didn't like that as much either. Um, just with that faster bow, it kind of created a uh, issue there with the three pins so i really enjoy though the single pin this yeah. year yeah i was thinking about it because I, I shoot a multiple pin and it's like 20 30 yards and good and then just once you get to that 40 yard pin and you're you're in the you're in the meat of all your pins it starts messing with you like i yeah. know my 40 yard <laughs> pin but it starts just starts messing with you because you have all those other pins in your eyesight and it's just it's toying with you yeah and it, it shouldn't like mentally, but it just, it's something that you, it, it's weird. I, I, so I was always thinking about switching to it. Um, I still might, I don't know, but, uh, five pins always works. I've never actually had a deer. I had to shoot past 30 yards. So I've really never had a problem with that. Right. So I didn't think really switching to a single pin was too important until we started to get into elk and doing stuff like that where I could shoot something 60 yards. Yeah. But it's something that's, I'm definitely thinking about. Here's yeah, and I had that issue with the pins mission when I, uh, I took the sight off my old bow and switched to this Matthews. This Matthews is shooting probably 70 feet faster than the, my old bow. And my 20, 30 are literally touching. I could use my 30 or my 20 on my 30 basically. Yeah. And then yesterday we were practicing and we were doing odd ranges, you know, 37 or 23 just to see where our hours were going to hit. And, we were I really didn't even need to gap anything up till 35 yards. Yeah. It wasn't until we got to 40 and I tried to gap it, it was starting to go high or starting to go low. So, yeah, I might, I might switch to a three pin instead of going five. Yeah. It's like he said, I've never had a deer come out past 40 that you're going, yeah, I want to I want to shoot at that yet. Right. And our thing too was like for me, I I just really like that clear sight ring. You know what I mean? That's yeah. my personal thing is like how you were saying like once I get more than 3, man, it just it boggled my mind. Like, I'm like, Oh, which one am I on? Which one am I on? And just color, um, you know, people will like to do like a red, green, red, green, or whatever. They kind of pick two colors, but man, I, I can't speak highly enough of, 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 of some spot hog stuff just because it's bomb proof. And heck, if you, one of yeah. you tried it out and you're like, I don't, eh, it's really not for me. You could sell that thing for exactly what you paid for it too. Oh uh, yeah. Okay. I was definitely looking at spot hog. I really like their big ring. It's big open. It's, it's nice. I like, I only have a problem really target shooting, like like just messing around and sighting in. That's my problem where I get panicked a little bit. And yeah. I, when there's a, when you put a red dot in front of me, I start panicking. Yeah. And I, I can't let the, I don't let the pin float. Nothing. I can't I can't I don't know what it is. I can't target shoot to save my ass. But when it comes to a deer, I don't I, that I I'm complete opposite. I can shoot a deer. 
yeah. that's not a problem. Uh, in reality, so, man, that's all that matters. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's what I always say, but like, it's a pissed off when, cause I got to drive 45 minutes to shoot my boat or lease. And it's like, if I shoot bid, I'm going to be pissed off all yeah. weekend. Yeah. Wait until next weekend to go shoot again. Yeah, I hear you, man. Well, let me uh, dive in, into a little bit more uh, to go back to that lease. Just like, what are some of the things that you've been doing on it just to kind of, you know, as as far as the management side of things go, just because I know for us, like we we don't have that opportunity. And I just think it's really cool that you guys, you know, like how you were saying, you're, you're from that Philly yeah. area and you have that opportunity to. So that's really cool. Well, it, it sucks because like we, we don't have many stores to buy. We, well, we were running, we were running mineral sites probably – Right after turkey season ended, we started running mineral sites um, in like four different locations, uh, all within 200 yards of each other, all different spots to kind of where I want to see where these deer are moving through and where their pattern through. Because we never, we used to run like two trail cameras. It, that was it. And we, once the deer season started, but it, it's so far away for us to get up there, we just stopped checking them once the season started. But this year I was like, dude, I'm, I'm checking cameras every sit, and we have five cameras right now right. running on this 38. We're going to run a lot more too. I want to be able to pinpoint where these deer are so I'm not wasting my time. Right. So we, we run a bunch of mineral sites, and it's tough because we go to track supplies, the only place near us that kind of sells deer stuff. And I go in there, I'm like, you guys sell deer? You guys, what do you guys have? They're like, oh, we don't bring stuff in till deer season. I'm like, all right, well, that doesn't help me now. <laughs> so I, I had them. I've been running uh, the Purina Antler Max by the the new dog food company, Purina. They do antler, and they've been killing that. Yeah. And uh, run that. Um, and where we are, our part of the state, we can run feeders, like, like even during deer season, legally on a in a special regs area. That's where we're at. And we've never done that before. So right. we're going to do yeah. that this year. We got a couple bucket feeders um, on standby and uh, see if that will make a difference. But it, it, we got a we got a couple poor man food plots out there, but the grass is so high now, the natural grass around it, so we can't tell if it's working. Yeah. I, uh, it's tough. We're yeah. really we're, we're kind of limited to what we could do. We can't really bring farm equipment in there because – I don't know how the lady is about that. We've never really asked. Yeah, she already has it farmed. Her grass gets already caught. So, I mean, most of her fields is just tall, overgrown grass that they, they cut down three times during the summer. I guess she gets a tax right off for it. We're not really sure, but we haven't gone, gone too far in asking about putting in food plots or nothing like that because, like, real, like, like, real, like actual real yeah. food plots just haven't gotten to that yet. But oh. it, it's, we have so many bucks every year that we see over and over again that stay the same and we we know these bucks they don't grow like they'll stay they're nice bucks some of them but they won't go over that hump from like a 120 to a 130 like they won't go over that hump no matter what so that's why i said this year dude i said we're just putting minerals out get rid of corn none of that like put a little bit out throughout the off season but it's all minerals is trying to get them to go over that hump yeah because there's nothing there for them to eat there it's just grass there's no farm land near where they're at so I'm like, we need to do something to try to get them over that yeah, that, that growing hump that they have. So, yeah. well, I'll, this I'll, is going to be the test because we yeah. have we have pretty nice bucks that if this this doesn't work, I don't know what we're going to do because we're trying everything. Yeah. Everything we're putting all the stops out this year. Yeah, I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll do a, a plug for our buddy Aaron Blicey, uh over from the Fall Podcast. He just had someone on his previous um, podcast where he a gentleman's like upstate New York and he uses, he's been using trail cameras for like 20, 20 years. 
uh, since like before they started even like kicking in and doing some awesome things like with the trail cameras uh, in the industry, basically. But he he every deer he kills, he uses his trail camera somehow, some way to to help him. So I I suggest if you guys want to get a little bit more cameras on there, listen to that because I I learned a good amount. Like it's just simple things. Like even the guy said like if he has say seven. Um, uh, cameras in this like in this one area then he might be able to if they're not the deer's not showing up on it he know and it's only showing up on one well then he knows not to go to those six other spots he, he'll just kind of hone in on yeah. that one so that's just like just basic stuff yeah, we're not wasting our time like i want to have so many cameras running that i like what's the point of sitting in this stand if i don't have a deer on camera here for the last three weeks like why would i do that to myself i'll just i'll just hunt on the ground somewhere where i know there's a yeah. where i know there's deer moving to that's awesome. Now, what other what other uh, stuff do you got going on for for the upcoming season? I we talked about you know your your food plot or you know your lease area, and then talking about Ohio. Do you have anything else going on? Um, uh, merchandise. Well, nice. Working on order hats. They're gonna be coming out soon, and then once the hats come out, we're gonna roll that over into some shirts and just keep the ball rolling that. I think it's about time that we start rolling out with some merchandise. We got some people asking for it. So that should, that's, I think that's probably the only other thing we got going on besides getting ready for deer season and trying to get some deer on the ground and hunting. Yeah. We're like, we're going to do Ohio this year. And then we're talking, we're just, we're not married yet. We don't have kids. So let's do it now. So next year after that, we're probably going to go to a different state. Yeah. And a different state after that and just figure out what state, sticks to us like what like where did we even though we don't shoot none where where did we almost have success at the most and then we'll repeatedly go to there and that's kind of what we're going to do and then i'm i'm actually thinking about moving out west into west virginia next spring i'm thinking about getting uh, renting a house out there moving out there uh just because not having to drive six hours to ohio all the time if we like it out there yeah you know what i mean I, it's something i we want to do just that's how i'm just to get out there my point of view of, of with antler up and with Dimitri and our buddy, Mike, it's just been, it's a whirlwind, man. And, uh, you know, I've from, we've just been enjoying it. And I, that's why, again, I really wanted to get you guys on just because it seems like you guys are having so much fun, true to yourselves. And, uh, you know, it's just kind of relatable in that side of things of, of being PA as well. Yeah. it's that's what I liked about the filming part about it is cause like I was telling him, it's like a lot of people want to go hunting, but they don't know where to go. They don't know where to start. They don't know what to buy. And it's cool to just say, well, we don't know where there's the, where there's animals. So we're going to go over there. Like there's a spot on this map that says that there's animals in there. And it says that I can hunt it with a shotgun. So let's grab, let's grab the shotguns, throw in the orange and just take a walk. Or, you know, my buddy says, he's got an old bow. He's going to tune it up for me. Now I got a weapon. Hey, I want to go in this patch of woods. You can go sit this afternoon. I didn't see nothing. Okay. Sit there one more time. If you don't see nothing, go to a different spot. It's not rocket science. You just got to get your foot in the door and then just start kicking them down after that. Basically just go find, find the animals and then you'll go, you'll, you'll be hunting. It's not really that complicated. That's right. So it's man. cool to show people that, you know? Yep. Yep. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I think it's awesome stuff. I think you guys got, got a cool niche. Like you were saying it, it, you have that area. Um, you know, for us, it's kind of hard because I think everybody in our area is a hunter or, yeah. or some sort. And, you know, so like, I, I, I feel like you guys got a cool little niche just because if, if you're not, you know, on the, the farmland side of things of 
from from between us and you guys uh you know like you're saying people from philly area it's not the people look at you funny when when you have all those stickers on the back of your truck and all that stuff and you know just because i know and uh from visiting my sister and stuff like that and when i do see it i'm like oh yeah and he's a hunter i like that you know so um when i i requested off work i i told my foreman i was like hey i'm going to ohio next week he's like it's like ohio for what it's march i'm like i don't know i'm going out there to scout public lane. I, I had to like really quietly say that. Cause I knew he was going to like, have no idea what I was talking about. Yeah. He's like, so you're taking off three days from work to walk around the woods. I was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they don't understand where we live, dude. They, they have no, no recollection of what that means. Well, I think too, no- is it, is it more like recreational that area? Like where we are? Yeah. Yeah, it's a bunch of uh, yeah, it's a bunch so. of guys who go up to where like you guys live, or even up the Tioga County, Potter County. We have a deer camp up there that we go to, uh, but those guys just go up there for that week after Thanksgiving. And that's it. Yeah, yep. That, that's take, just just for fun. Take yeah. the rifles for a walk. Drink drink a case of beer. If you shoot something great, first buck that comes out that's legal is getting put down, and yeah. then they go home and they go, "Look, I got my deer." They yeah. don't care how big it is. They just they go up there for four days a week or whatever, and then they come home. Yeah. So yeah, it's that recreational, but you don't got guys yeah. around here like us at all. No, like, trying to do it every weekend no, and not. find all this gear. That's that. No, you don't hear about that. No. No. Good for you guys, man. That's that's awesome. Well, I mean, we're just shy of the hour, man. I just wanted to. I'm really happy that you guys came on and we talked about like what you got going on and what the future holds too. Coming out with some some swag pretty soon, so that's awesome. Um, where where could anybody? find you guys digitally, you know, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all that stuff. Yeah. You can find us on our Instagram at uh full draw assassins. Um, and then our link to our, our Turkey kills actually in our bio and you can click on that or you can go to our YouTube directly at full draw assassins and check some stuff out. I mean, it's a, it's a waiting period right now cause it's a real slow time of year. It's yep. hard to put content out right now. But uh, yeah, check us out. We got some stuff in the works. It's going to be a pretty good year this year. I'm really excited. I think this will be our breakout year because this year was just getting all the, the kinks out and figuring out what works. And I think we got it. So I think this year is going to be pretty solid for us. Pretty yeah. excited. Yeah, trial year's over. We had fun doing it. So now we're going to have even more fun doing it. Yeah. Awesome, man. Well, thank you. Make sure uh, you guys go uh, check check out Ken and check out Derek with the Full Draw Assassins. Uh, thank you guys for coming on. We really appreciate it. And uh, best of luck to you. And uh, till next time, everybody, Antler Up. And that wraps up the latest episode of the Antler Up podcast. Thank you again to Derek and Kenny for coming on. I think everybody that that listened, I hope you got something out of it. Uh, they're such cool guys. I love what they're doing over there. Uh, and I love, too, that, again, they're, they're from kind of the area. Uh, I know a lot of people from where they're living, so it's it's kind of cool to just see how what they got going on and, and how they're hunting and, and they're going to branch out, going out to Ohio and what they have sto- in store for 2020. So make sure to go give them a follow. Really awesome guys down to earth. So Derek and Ken, best of luck to you guys. And those of you that are listening, thank you. If you like what you heard, please go give it a good five-star positive review over on iTunes or wherever you listen. So thanks again. Until next time, Antler up.